second hour of the Ocelli Effect continues now at Ocelli.com. But of course, you could be hearing us some other time, some other place, or through one of those wonderful radio apps if you're hearing us live or replay, doesn't matter. Anyway, a guy who, uh, you know, I, I wasn't certain that I wanted to bring him back on this topic. I definitely want to talk to him some more because he's an author, he's a broadcaster, he's a podcaster, he's uh, just an interesting guy, really. William Ramsey, whose shows occasionally air on Ocelli.com as well, when uh, when he sends them to me, I mean, you know, I do it five nights a week, I get a, a show or two a week from him, and uh, do put them into the stream, so I know you guys have heard them, I know you guys have heard about the, uh, the, the most recent book about, let's see, the striking part of the title is The Death Cult. Right. Global uh, Death Cult. Global Death Cult, and if you go look up Global Death Cult and William Ramsey, yeah, you'll you'll start on a rabbit hole if you've never looked him up before. But William Ramsey reports is that a dot com? It's William Ramsey Investigates dot com is my website and the name of my broadcast. Ah, uh, William Ramsey Investigates dot com. Okay, I wasn't sure, but you know, I got this stuff bookmarked, man. I'm sorry. It's so good. It was uh, my attempt to kind of put investigation <laughs> back into investigative reporting. So that's really what. Well, there really you have it, and investigative reporting isn't that fascinating, oh, yeah. because like that. it's something that a whole lot of people are not doing, even though they claim they do it. Um, not going to name names here, but let, let's let's get into <laughs> it would something. Be, it would be too long of a list. <laughs> I, yeah, I've only got you for the remainder of the hour here, so what, what do you want me to do? Right. Uh, we, we don't have time for it, but we do have time for you and what it is you've been able to track regarding the, uh, you know, here we go, Ghislaine. Gislaine, I don't know. I don't know. What, what, what is the proper way to pronounce it? Do I care? Not really. But the Maxwell trial that is going on, which uh, clearly is linked to the now-deceased Mr. Epstein, who uh, I've been accused of cyberbullying, even though he's dead, uh, on, uh, on, on, what is it, YouTube. Right. Uh, anyway, that was one of the things. I was cyberbullying him, I think, because that's what the show was about that they banned when they said I did that. But, but anyhow, let, let's see if we can get banned again. Uh, by doing something that the MSM is doing. See, there's a false sense out there that the MSM is not covering the Maxwell trial at all. Of course they are. A little bit. <laughs> okay. You know, uh, Brian Setzer from uh, CNN, most notably, went into a whole tirade on this over the weekend. Uh, you know, notice how seriously I'm saying that. Uh, I, I, I can't plug my tongue into my cheek hard enough and get you to understand how ridiculous the mainstream reporting is on this. But still, they have assets in the courtroom. People are waiting online, going to see it. This is going down in New York City right now. Matter of fact, uh, well, not right this second, but you know what I mean. And uh, a lot of interesting things are occurring here. We've seen the PR campaign from her brother. We've seen an appearance from her sister, so she does have some family support, uh, you know, which does include her father's support from beyond the grave, I think. Although, you know, a bit of sympathy is supposed to be had because that guy robbed all the pension funds and then died on everybody. Uh, you know, which is a, a short story for <laughs> her father's financial uh, existence, uh, buying newspapers up, whole story there, but let's not go there. That's not what the trial's about. William Ramsey, I know you just had a guest on your show, and I hope you send me a copy of that shortly, because I want to run it on my network, but uh, let's get into what's actually happening regarding this circumstance where Ghislaine not only is being accused of helping with the trafficking that Jeffrey Epstein was, was you know, accused in, convicted of, partially, uh, in prison for, supposedly, uh, but but not only that, but literally involved in abuse and all kinds of things according to testimony as I'm getting it reported to me but it's hard to get fully complete reports about what's happening in that courtroom so help us out help us understand what's happening sir well it's day seven right so today was day seven they've had two uh women who were under uh you know witness for the prosecution saying that they were trafficked and so there was examination, cross-examination by James Comey's daughter, of all things, one of the most corrupt FBI heads ever. Um, so that's kind of a curious thing. There's no film there, but there is, uh, I think that a lot of the prosecu uh, government U.S. attorneys are very young, which is curious. So they don't really have a lot of experience 
and there has been a change in the head of the um, Southern District of New York Attorney's Office, so there's supposedly some kind of uh, recent upheaval there having to do with Epstein, but the Elaine Maxwell has uh, some excellent lawyers. So uh, some people have said, and the, inter- the guest that I had yesterday, Roberta Glass, of the True Crime Report, thinks that she there is a capacity that she could walk. But I do think that the counts seven and eight of her amended complaints, which are about perjury, I don't think she can get away from because she claimed she didn't know about what was going on. And this was something that has to do with the, her civil case on defam- uh, defamation case by... Virginia Roberts, now known as Virginia Jufre, that she um, had to do a deposition about. And so I think she lied in that deposition. So I think she's in trouble there. Some of the earlier claims, I don't know what the jury's going to think. But, uh, yeah, I think that it's it's pretty remarkable. They've got a lot of uh, exhibits and evidence and pictures that were – pictures were excised out of some – some photographs, but there were pictures of her kissing Jeffrey Epstein. Mm. You know, so back in the day, probably before the turn of the century, you know, the millennium, she was in a relationship that, you know, was a physical relationship with Epstein, you know, while he was trafficking people. So, well, indeed, there were reporters that attempted to uh, release information in the 90s regarding what the goings on here. Right. And, And people are speculating as to whether, well, first of all, nobody seems to satisfactorily know where Epstein's uh, billions came from exactly to start with. Uh, and that is uh, uh, sort of disconcerting because almost always a forensic accountant can seem to reconstruct this stuff. And I know the Justice Department has those. Meanwhile, nobody's ever come up with that. Uh, Max, or, or her money, for that matter. Well, that was my next point. <laughs> it said, you know, uh, she is another one who has a, a weird money trail. Now, if the money came from Epstein, then, well, we know why there's no trail, because there's no trail to his money. Uh, and here's the odd thing is we're not just talking about she helped with trafficking. And she's in some pictures. Uh, she may have, indeed, according to some of the testimony, and we have only gone through one week now, where there is a projected five more weeks of this trial, um, depending on how you look at it, because they may not run every single day as we go through the holiday season. Uh, you know, every single weekday may not be uh, in session when it comes to this court. So they're still looking at, you know, another five weeks or so of the trial. We've already gotten uh, told that she may have been directly involved in physical attacks, even jointly with Epstein on victims, uh, and and I know I've seen that, which, oh, by the way, before I hand it back over to you, just a quick uh, side note, uh, Roberta Glass, definitely go look at the true crime report with her because uh, she keeps track of a lot of things, not just this, and uh, I I have looked at her, even though I haven't had her on the show, I've had her as a a source in my news feeds for a long time. Anyway, um, and, and good get on that guest for this situation uh, absolutely but back to this situation again we're, we're not looking at just you know the the general sort of vague things that have been discussed before and this may indeed be why uh you know that judge at the beginning said well this is perhaps a little too salacious for the american public and so on and so forth and we still haven't even heard from some key witnesses that are going to tie even more big names into the situation or Maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe that's not going to happen, Mr. Ramsey. What's your thoughts? Well, they did say today at the end of uh, the trial that prosecution said they wanted to rest by the end of the week, which was a surprise. That means that they're, all the evidence that they're going to present is going to be done after two weeks, which means I don't know how long the defense will uh, have to you know counter that. And, and so it'll be interesting. It may be a shorter trial than we think, but... It is interesting that there aren't too many big names being brought out um, so far in this. There's really just Epstein and her and connections to her, and they brought out the massage table so the the uh, you know the the jury can look at it. But um, there's a lot. I mean, there's just so much that is not going to make it into the court. So much that comes out of these other cases and uh, Epstein's case that. Uh, you know, the public should know, maybe knows through other reporting, but yeah, she 
I mean, she. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what the jury does. I mean, I, I don't know what's going to happen based upon the evidence that's been presented. Well, and they are being presented with a rather diverse case here. As you mentioned, the massage table, they didn't just bring in pictures of this thing. They physically hauled that piece of evidence that was seized from, uh, I, I think, the New York property uh, of Epstein's there, you know, where they, they found the, the video equipment but couldn't find the recordings of the videos allegedly, or at least not publicly, that we know of, uh, you know, that he was recording of his massage sessions and seemingly every other part of the house, uh, except the blind spots he decided to have in there, you know, personalized security. Um, But they literally hauled that massage table in front of the jury (laughs) to to demonstrate it, which is kind of unusual, I thought, but maybe I'm wrong there. I did too. I thought it was unusual, but I think that that's going to be the the uh, foundation of their, uh, you know, the prosecution's approach that she was involved with Epstein on the massage table. But one of the interesting things about that came up in trial was that they, when they raided, there was these FBI agents there today when they raided the um, mansion in Manhattan, right, the most expensive mansion in New York's Manhattan. Uh, they blew up kind of a safe. It wasn't really a legitimate safe but it was a place with safekeeping but in there there were hard drives that said evidence Mm. they had tamper-proof evidence tape on them meaning that somebody in that house epstein or her put evidence on these hard drives isn't that remarkable so evidence uh, Hmm. yeah so why would they call it evidence and then i think the fbi agent mcguire said she didn't know why they were already marked as evidence well, you know, so I would, used yeah, I used yeah. to have a label maker, and I I assure you, if I put the word evidence on something, it meant that I was going to offer it to somebody as evidence. Um, you know, and and I used to keep files on people I spoke to and stuff, interviewed, uh, <laughs> things like that. I'm not saying I was some sort of you know a, a spy agency or anything all by myself, but I would keep stuff like that in boxes that were marked with the word evidence. <laughs> Uh, there would usually be something accompanying that to tell me what evidence it was, uh, you know, where I would record an interview or uh, take notes or get photographs and put them into a file. Um, you know, All right, so somebody's keeping that for mm-hmm. something. What evidence of who? I mean, that whole place was, we know, was totally covered in, you know, secret video cameras. There was actually a side room at that mansion that was monitored and people were you know, just covering evidence. It's incredible. Yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot of things that are still missing here. And the questions over, well, okay, let's let's rewind back to uh, the circumstance in Florida, right, where that sweetheart deal was cut regarding another incident, and he pled guilty and did that whole, you know, look, we all know this story. Uh, We we don't have to go back over the details of it, okay? But there was a non-prosecution agreement that was put into place, which in my mind, not only protected Epstein, but protected the people that would have been his co-conspirators. Now, Maxwell would clearly be one of those co-conspirators in my head. Uh, So the co-conspirators still connected to Maxwell via the conspiracy itself. And I do mean in a legal sense. I don't mean in a speculative sort of, uh, I'm just guessing about what happened here since... I mean, if there is literally a trafficking operation, if there is a recording operation going on where files are being kept, and I do mean uh, like audio and video files of people that are compromising, stuff like this, all the things that clearly seem to be suggested, uh, then there's other co-conspirators here, unless we suggest that Maxwell was running the security system herself for Epstein and was, you know, flying the plane for Epstein, was literally doing all the dirty work for Epstein. I don't think anybody said that. So there are clearly other co-conspirators here who could be exposed in the course of the trial. Um, And we have yet to really hear about them. Also, we have yet to hear about some of the, uh, well, let's, let's just be blunt, Mr. Ramsey, the predators that benefited from the operations. We're not hearing much about them yet either. So what are your thoughts? I think it's interesting. It's probably just because they're after Maxwell and not concentrating on some of these other big fish like uh, Andrew, Prince of Wales, Bill Gates, some of these other characters. Although people are still kind of falling. I don't know if you followed, but some of these associates of Epstein are losing their CEO jobs. 
And I think the most recent one was the head of Barclays Bank CEO, who's pictured with Epstein and Gates uh, at one point. He's left his job or been summarily fired. I'm not really sure. So, But there's a lot of people uh, who there may have been kind of internal investigations at these corporations, and they were asked very politely to step down. The Barclays guy is one of them. Well, and this gets into a complex world. Like, for instance, there are people that have speculated about Lex Wexner's, uh, you know, participation in all this. And some of them have made some pretty outlandish claims. I'm not saying that the outlandish reality could not be there. What I am saying is you're going to need some evidence in order to make that case, right? And Well, there is there is evidence that he was the one who paid for the mansion in New York City. Oh, yes. Well, so that is evidence. No, that's evidence. And his financial support and the idea that he turned over uh, a whole lot of his holdings, with the exception of his company, to Epstein uh, via the uh, uh, power of attorney agreement. Okay, and people say, well, that leads to this, this, this. Reality is, if Epstein was in a position where he's a financial guy who is uh, sort of reorganizing corporations it makes sense that temporarily he gets power of attorney now the question as to where his money came from could be easily answered if uh you know the the wexner only claimed a certain amount of money was you know taken from him by by epstein right uh it would have to be a greater amount of capital that uh, that he siphoned off during the time he had power of attorney in order to account for epstein's initial holdings that gave him the ability to uh suddenly expand and become the billionaire who could buy an island because the amount of money that uh, that wexner says he took from him it, it's not buying an island i mean not unless it's 100 years ago you know what i mean right. so th- there there is a lot to be said there and there's a financial uh trail of things that nobody has ever been able to adequately explain uh but in addition there are people who speculate that you know wexner might have been involved in the dirtier end of epstein's business even more so uh, than uh, than others, and I say, look, we gotta we gotta come up with something to be able to to demonstrate how that makes sense in a real world way. Uh, and there are others that have said that you know that might be one of the guys who's being protected here by a limited hangout. Uh, and and don't worry, we're gonna get to uh, how it is Comey's daughter is sitting there prosecuting things too, because I want to ask you about that. But um, <laughs> there's just it so much to go through here. here, though. I mean, really, so. How about that? I mean, do you think that some people are being protected so far? And will we hear maybe the kind of names that are going to be uttered in open court that are going to force the MSM to uh, to bring this to the top of the headline cycle and have to say, look, here's the big thing that dropped during this trial. Uh, you think it'll go there or what, what are your thoughts? No, I just don't. I think that all of these big wigs are protected. I think the big wigs, uh, the big whales were probably involved in making sure that Epstein was dead and are making sure that this is just about Gillian Maxwell and not about other very powerful people that they were operating with. I mean, Maxwell was seen at the island with uh, Elaine Jobs, the, the the wife of Steve Jobs. I mean, she's hobnobbing with the really the apex, the top. So I think all those people are very nervous, but they're very happy that they're not being uh, brought up. In my opinion, Epstein and her were part of the racketeer influence corrupt organization, almost like a mafia, where they should have brought everybody in. Like you said, the global non-prosecution agreement uh, supposedly forestalled that. And that was actually Epstein's lawyer's arguments were that you cannot arrest this guy because this was already covered as the non-prosecution agreement uh, before he was murdered. But... Um, I think that these big guys, they know what's going, there's people behind the scenes that are very concerned and didn't know they were being blackmailed by, by Epstein. So I don't think they'll ever be brought into court. I think that there's a lot of reputational costs that's happening now, but, uh, as far as whether the government, uh, the justice department really has the impetus or desire to, to really, Take, see the the full breadth of this operation, I don't think that'll ever happen. I think they're just going to be front people who are going to take the fall. Maxwell's probably going to be one of them. And some, I don't think she's going to get away with everything, so I think mm-hmm. some of the charges will stick, but uh, 
that'll be it. And then hopefully they'll just wish the public will, will go on to another story is my guess. But yeah. it's a huge story. The Epstein story is a massive story because there were people being blackmailed who were in very important positions um, in government. I don't know if you know this, but uh, Virginia G. Frey, after she was abused by Epstein, knew Maxwell was the one who actually uh, recruited her at Mar-a-Lago, right, Trump's place. Mm-hmm. But after she was done with Epstein, she was sent out to two people, George Mitchell, and um, the other one was Robertson from... New Mexico, he, I think he was the governor at the time. And what did those people do after she was trafficked to them? Robert uh, Mitchell was involved in the Palestinian-Israeli negotiations, right? right? So he was supposed to be the referee for that. He's he's involved in this trafficking thing. And then Robertson gets sent to the United Nations. See how that works? All right. Well, you know what they say. That's though. just that's just the tip of the iceberg. That's probably the way it is all through. We we could have an entire government. That was compromised. That's what should scare me. Well, see, that's the thing, is that in order for, uh, really, truthfully, no matter which intelligence agency you want to talk about here, in order for them to use you as a stooge and kind of make sure that you're going to stay in line with operational, uh, you know, uh, goals, what do they do generally? Make sure you're compromised somehow. And, I mean, that's just common practice. Um, So, not operating in good faith and out in the daylight and doing what you think is best as a representative, right? Being sent somewhere, if you were potentially one of these people, they'd want you compromised first. Absolutely. Because this way they can always pull back on the choker chain and tell you, hey, look, you know, you either do it our way or we're going to make this public or we're going to make sure you go to prison or, you know, we're going to make sure your family... That's another thing, too, don't forget, is that in some cases people will protect their families above themselves Maybe it's not even directly the person that you have the compromising information on, but the person that cares about you. Because, hey, look, if you do this, we're going to let uh, the whole world know your wife was a murderer. You know, this kind of thing. I, I'm I'm throwing out random stuff, by the way. Uh, just saying. No, but I think it's important because look at Gates, for example. We know he was with Epstein. We know it was more than it was thought. There was a rumor that Epstein procured for him. A mother-daughter team from Sweden. Have you heard that story? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was the mother-daughter. But that the rumor is is that relationship with Epstein led to his divorce and his wife, and he not contesting it, and his wife walking away with half the money. That, that happened after he was married to her, right? That he <clears throat> well, that would explain it, wouldn't it? You know, yeah. that, a, that a, look, even a guy with a million dollars will hire lawyers to fight to keep some of it, right? But a guy with that much money just said, no, 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 it's okay, take it, go. Uh, I always find that curious, uh, but then again, look, you know, half of hundreds of billions of dollars is still hundreds of billions of dollars to these guys. So, you know, it's, it's a weird thing, but when you consider that you can fracture relationships like that and because it's under the guise of, well, now I've got evidence, here we go. Let's go back to those evidence, uh, drives. Um, one would say just common sense. If you're going to run surveillance throughout your house because either you want to relive things or you're trying to blackmail people or you're trying to, you know, because the initial story was, well, of course he's doing that. He's trying to protect himself from ever getting charged again, which I found laughable. That, That explanation disappeared pretty quick. But either way, regardless of your motive, you know, Mr. Ramsey, if I'm running security in my house, whether it's to protect me or to give me, you know, my own personal, uh, porno stash okay it doesn't matter i'm gonna keep those recordings i mean i'm just saying if they are for my personal use or for business one way or another not only will i keep a recording but i better have backups in case the house burns down you know what i'm saying like so (laughs) have have you ever heard the rumor of uh, hugh hefner's porn stash i i've heard many a rumor about this (laughs) this is very similar i think in epstein because it turns out that Hefner was secretly filming people at the, the what was it, the Playboy Mansion, right, mm-hmm. in Beverly Hills and at the Grotto. And there, there's known to be underground, this is a rumor, not confirmed, supposedly a very important star in Hollywood knows about this, but he kept an underground room and with the hallway and tunnels that exist be, between some of these houses in Beverly Hills. And he, in there, the guy who's a very well-known celebrity, uh, said he looked at all of the pictures that, of the people that Hugh, Hugh Hefner had secretly filmed 
and he was shocked and he said that the market value was incalculable it was in the hundreds of millions of dollars you know people like uh marilyn monroe so he was doing the same thing possibly just to have it for his own uh, satisfaction pleasure and also to blackmail just in case you know just to have something on somebody well, everybody from politicians to stand-up comedians went to the Playboy Mansion, and some of them were invited to just stay in a guest room and, you know, enjoy as you enjoy. I mean, there are stories about people getting too out of hand and getting thrown out of there even. Uh, everything from uh, rock stars to politicians. Um, so, you know, the idea that he would have tapes of all these people, yeah, the value on that would be incalculable. Because if you were to release... Let's just say, you brought up Marilyn Monroe. So if I was somebody who had a film of Marilyn Monroe doing crazy things at the Playboy Mansion, uh, I could make a fortune today, no problem. Uh, Wouldn't ruin her career because she's gone, but, uh, you know, worth a fortune. And she's just one of many iconic individuals who had spent time at the mansion. Right. So, yeah, no, and I've heard about this before, that there's actually a couple of people who claim that they've seen uh, some of the uh, stash, so to speak. But if that was going on, I mean, how many years was the Playboy Mansion a thing? Decades, man. It was, what, the 60s? I mean, the first Marilyn Monroe edition of Playboy was the 60s all the way to the present. Yes. Yeah, half, so, half a century. It's at least 50 Cosby, years. All those characters there. Yeah, it's at least 50 years. <laughs> I mean... Right. And that means you got, you know, if you were running tape all the time or you were running film all the time, you've got uh, uh, drug use, you've got uh, uh, sexual acts that probably were not meant for public consumption even in today's age. You've got uh, all sorts of people cheating on their spouses. You've got uh, people doing things that in public they would uh, probably swear on their mother's soul they never did. Uh, Judges, judges, people in the legal profession, people in big business, all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah, because those parties were not just populated by the uh, uh, super famous. They were populated by, well, anybody who could get an invite. I mean, let's be honest. So, ooh, that would be quite the treasure trove. I'm almost surprised we haven't seen it drop out there somewhere, or at least part of it. Um, But then again, what happened to it? Nobody ever explains this. But back to this thing with Epstein. If he's got that, and we've seen a list of people allegedly on the Lolita Express... Um, has the same caliber. I mean, no Marilyn Monroe there, but uh, others. <laughs> there are other women that were on there that are of note. Uh, none of them the icon that Marilyn Monroe was, but plenty of people in the media, politicians, uh, people uh, of significant power, people of limited power. Like you said, you know, you could have a governor of a state, but then again, names like Clinton come up. Right. Okay, just saying, and not just Bill, but, you know, maybe others were there, too. Uh, Ghislaine, oh. after all, was at the uh, Chelsea Clinton wedding, wasn't she? Yes, that's yeah. right. So, and she was at uh, Prince Andrew's daughter's wedding, too, uh-huh. with Epstein and Weinstein. There's a picture of them together. <laughs> Which is a whole other, you know, I mean, look, they kind of burnt Weinstein. Uh, took yeah. a long time, but they kind of burnt him finally in a court. It could be, uh, you know... Ghislaine's time under fire, but still, I think uh, there there is the the distinct possibility that there's a lot more people being protected than actually being taken to task here. Um, and some people say, well, you know, they're they're rewarding Comey by letting his daughter serve on this prosecution. I don't think so. I I I think uh, if anything, somebody is just having a, a good stooge there on the team, so they can keep track of and control the demolition that they're in the process of doing. Um, but that's my point of view. Maybe you see it differently when it comes to literally James Comey's daughter is part of the prosecution team. Right. No, I, I think you're right. I think they're stovepiping it. They just don't want to have a very broad angle lens on the whole event because it brings in too many people. So I think that's absolutely right. Another interesting part of that case was they brought in some guy from Chase who showed all of this money exchange between Epstein and Ghislaine. I think it shows the connection between the two. But the sums were huge, like $7.5 million. Mm-hmm. Do you re- recall seeing something like that? Like you gave her money for a helicopter? Yeah, but see, now, that kind of money amongst you know a billionaire and somebody who was supposed to be part of the social elite, because let's wind this back. Uh, as the daughter uh, of you know Maxwell, the newspaper tycoon guy, 
uh, she just inserted herself kind of in the uh, the socialite world there for a bit and had connections to everybody, uh, seemed like. And I'm not sure if all those were through Epstein or some of them were indirect and maybe later dragged into Epstein's world. It's kind of a, it's kind of a nexus that um, it's difficult to lay all the timelines out for from what I've seen. Maybe you know this better than me. Uh, but it, it just seems very, very odd to me that she's just this socialite uh, that continued on even after her father's death and it was revealed that, you know, he robbed everybody's pension funds. and Yeah, an extraordinary know. amount of money, too. It was like 60 million pounds or something. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, really unimaginable, astronomical amount of money at the time. Right. Uh, you know, if you adjust for inflation, I don't even want to think about it. Uh, but this guy was buying up newspapers, and this gets into the last aspect of it, which... A lot of people speculate about, but again, we're still having trouble laying our hands on direct ties, right? Epstein himself claimed to have connections to the intelligence community. And this ties into the use of blackmail and what we were talking about earlier. Is he part of an operation that was being conducted literally by some intelligence community agencies, I say plural, because at certain times he actually suggests in print, in print interviews that he had connection to the CIA, and there are others that have uh, uh, suggested he had connection to Mossad. Uh, I don't know. Well, if there's that's... no the people surrounding him were connected to the Mossad. There's no question. The, right. the highest levels of government. The, what was the head? Ehud Barak was seen entering the mansion in, in there uh, in New York City. So that's a big, big player. Right. No, Ehud Barak. There, if you yeah. if you remember, sorry to interrupt, but if you remember in his earlier uh, court case in 2008, 2009. There's a signed thing from Robert Mueller, the head of the FBI, saying, yeah, he's given us information. So mm-hmm. we know he's connected to the FBI. So an FBI informant, what information was he giving? And is there any off-the-book stuff? See, like I said, a lot of things are open to interpretation and speculation, though. Right? right. I mean, and fairly, of some of them. Um, how hey, much of this do you think hey, is going to be... The FBI has been, has been engaged, engaged in black bag jobs, filming listening in since J. Edgar Hoover. So J. Edgar Hoover did it to MLK. He did it to all these guys that he was filming them or taping them. Uh, uh, MLK with his girlfriends. These are, these are stated facts. So oh, yeah. why any of that would, would change to the present is, uh, you know, I mean, I think you're being, naive. I think a person would be naive to think that the FBI or some of these intel agents aren't capable of that. Secret Service? Right, exactly. Look, J. Edgar Hoover, most famously, even when John F. Kennedy was a congressman, was keeping track of the fact that he was sleeping with uh, an East German lady who turns out was some sort of spy. Uh, Who knew that? J. Edgar Hoover did. Why? Because he was following Kennedy around, you know, and continued to do that even into his presidency. Um, You know, so what the FBI decides to track and follow and everything else is not necessarily according to the rule book. I mean, they used to read your mail, too. Uh, used to. That's funny. I, I don't know if anybody uses mail anymore. But when it was significant, I assure you, the FBI would be reading your mail because I've gone over documents where they're tracking people long before they're even criminals because they're suspected of being connected to an organization or a, uh, a political movement, uh, so on and so forth. They, they would just read everybody's mail and then let it be delivered to your house a day late. You know, that's what they did. Uh, <laughs> tapping phone calls. You, you, you know, everybody thinks of the banana clips in the old days, like in Watergate. But um, they were well ahead of that, too. Surveillance, even before the monstrous uh, homeland security overreach that we have today, which makes it even easier for multiple right. intelligence agencies to track right. this stuff. So here's the thing. There's no way these intelligence agencies were not aware of Epstein. Now, whether he was working for them or just offering them bits and pieces, maybe to continue uh, surviving in the world, uh, you know, th- this is open. This is open as a question in my mind. Now, there are Mossad people around him, but then again, there are people directly connected to the State Department, other pieces of the government around this guy. Right. The media. Yeah, somebody mentioned Oprah Winfrey is another woman that might be there. And I, I, I don't know uh, exactly about that, but I do know the accusations have been made. Oprah was there as well. Uh, a lot of women. Katie Kirk, <laughs> you know. Right. Uh, George Stephanopoulos went there for lunch. He was there at the mansion. 
Oh yeah, so I was, these guys were all men. Okay, well, I don't know if you're saying George Stephanopoulos was a woman. I was trying to focus on women, no, but men. No, sorry, sorry. It's a joke. But he was just a ramp. It's a joke. Sorry. It's a joke, Mr. Ramsey. I'm just, I'm trying to keep light here because this is a deep, dark, ugly hole, and I'm just wondering how deep and dark it's going to get in an open court, because. You know, I, I, I am definitely well acquainted with the idea of the limited hangout and how it is they will partially burn an asset. Uh, and I'm wondering if Ghislaine was one of those assets that now is going to be partially burned. Uh, not completely let go like I believe Epstein was. <laughs> but uh, maybe, you know what, sit in prison. We'll let you have your money when you get out in a few years and everybody forgets about it. Maybe they do just convict her on the uh, perjury charge, which is not that bad compared to, you know, human trafficking and uh, sexually abusing people directly, which she has now been accused of in court. Uh, literally, one of the uh, testimonies was that she was physically doing this uh, in tandem with Epstein, simultaneous. Um, and I'm not going into all the details about it, but those details have been disseminated uh still not a major headline not a massive thing uh right. despite all of the headline names that could be here again not quite up to the hugh hefner level of having marilyn monroe on tape but uh geez <laughs> you know how many people do you want from the media well-known individuals uh from the government well-known individuals international uh leaders Ehud barack you know that's just one uh you know and there's all kinds of things about maybe saudis and uh, uh, the, the, the Prince, uh, you know, MBS there, uh, right. you know, no shock. I think Epstein had a Saudi passport, right? Yeah, well, he had a Saudi passport, but there's also evidence that he may have actually, you know, done some services for Mohammed bin Salam as well, uh, that Ghislaine was supposed to be involved in. And she knew them just like she knew the Clintons and she knew the Royals and she knew interesting connective tissue this woman is. Um, Very interesting indeed, and they were hopping all through strange places, going to Morocco, you know, bouncing to kind of uh, Venezuela. There's mm -hmm. pictures of them with the Venezuelan leader at that time. I can't remember his name, but there's pictures of them with him. Uh, you know, so there there's all kinds of rumors of trafficking and things like that that uh, there's no evidence for. So those things, you know, those are those are legit rumors like these guys could be involved in organ trafficking we just there's no evidence for it right well right but the the, the other thing is that there have been a a wide variety of attempts to go after galane and epstein on a civil level uh you know and those cases have offered some evidence but a lot of it is still sealed um so really the the ugliest of details were still being shielded from like that judge said to begin with where i don't think the public needs to see this on a daily basis right. um but you know look i'm not saying that it's fun and that we should be watching this as if it's entertainment but uh th th this is something that should be right up in the daylight and the funny thing is that as i said there has been some coverage on the msm but very limited uh, and even the alternative media has kind of limited their coverage, even though uh, there is a way to get access. And I mean, I'm not in New York City at this point, but if I was, I would probably be there uh, trying to keep track of what's going on. There's some interesting characters even going in and out of the courtroom, uh, right. you know. Right. right. Like her whole family's there and all this stuff. Yeah. No, well, I think it's a much more important. She was much more networked. Do you ever see her? With uh, Marina Abramovich at the uh, Chateau Marmont, like she's hanging out with this lady who does spirit cooking. Oh no, I didn't see that part. Yeah, 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 that's something else. So she's like at some party celebrating Marina Abramovich. That was a huge part of the Podesta drops, if you remember that back in like, 2016. So she's been seen with her. I mean, just all these people. She was she mixed with the top. She was really the brain behind her and Epstein. It wasn't Epstein. It was her. Mm. The cultured, sophisticated, cosmopolitan, intelligent person. It was her. Right. It wasn't Epstein. Epstein, actually, you know, his dad was like a groundskeeper in New York City. He didn't come from money. He had money, but he wasn't from He wasn't from that kind of culture. Right. He's like from Coney Island or something like that, yeah. I think, right? His I mean, yeah, so, I mean, a, a modest beginning for a guy who winds up being a billionaire who didn't seem to actually own, run, or create something. Um, 
you know, which, again, I think is still the, the unsung key to this whole thing, is where did his money come from? If he didn't steal that much from Wexner, which Wexner does claim that he stole, you know, something. I, I forget what it was, $56 million, something like that, which I know I'm, I'm scoffing at it like it's not money, but it's not enough money to get to the level that he got to so fast. Uh, if that is indeed what he absconded with from, you know, L Brands, uh, uh, a chairman there, but he didn't have control of L Brands, that's another thing, right? His power of attorney was uh, everything else but the company. Um, to my understanding, unless I'm misunderstanding that, you, you see that the same way, though, right? Right, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah. It's a huge mystery. There's still, I mean, it's never been solved, and nobody in any of these researchers, Julie Brown from Miami Herald, nobody's done that forensic accounting. Like you said, nobody knows. It's super shady, and her money, she was worth $250 million. That's my understanding. Nobody knows where she got her money. There's no evidence of her being an investor or starting a company or anything like that, right? right. And you, if you have, if you have stocks and stuff, you got to make all kinds of reporting every quarter. So where is all that stuff that he supposedly was? He was a financial advisor. Where's well, that reporting? The only possibility, and, and I offer this just as a supposition with Maxwell, as far as how it is she ended up with some money, is perhaps her father hid enough money in places where they didn't go back and try and reclaim it when you know after his death, uh, that you know maybe it was uh, accessible by his family afterwards. I, that's the only guess I have. Um, but nobody's proven that, you see. And right. and nobody's proven where this all comes from. By the way, that neighborhood that Epstein lived in, weird fact about that that I was told by somebody, and I'm not sure if it's absolutely true, but I think it is, uh, is that uh, his neighbors are interesting, too. He's got Bill Cosby, like, right across the street from him. Right, I heard that. Yeah, that's <laughs> crazy. Know, which is like, okay. And look, I got my thoughts on wow. the Cosby case. That's a separate thing. But what I'm saying is, every time you check into where this guy is, who he's got around him, who she's got around her, there is no solid explanation for how it is that Nexus was created, except what is clearly hidden here. Now, the thing is, look, if you compromise a certain group of people, you can leverage them. And it does seem to be a continuous project where you're leveraging one to the other to the other to the other. Like, for a while, she was bragging, according to... Uh, 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 many reports that, you know, listen, I'm around, you know, like she would bring it up in conversation. Uh, I'm traveling around with the Clinton, you know, foundation, right. stuff like this. Um, and, you know, the, the weirdness of, uh, of, of Trump wishing her well and not really commenting on it. Uh, that's right. another thing, you know, where well, he's like, friends with their dad. There's pictures of him with their dad. Oh like, yeah. All the time. He knows Robert Maxwell or oh. knew him before he ended up floating in the waters out the Canary Islands in 1991. Yeah, magically, uh, you know, yeah. and <laughs> the right at the height of his financial scandal, right? Right at the height of it, you know, while he's uh, he he had the uh, what was it, the New York Daily News, which was the competitive paper to, uh, you know, Rupert Murdoch's uh, Post at the time, right? Um, interesting thing, this guy bought a whole bunch of things and seemed to abscond again, mainly with pension funds, uh, but uh, you know, a, a whole nexus of stuff there. That uh, is not necessarily, know, yeah. Do you know that his sons were not able to uh, work in finance in the UK for like 10 years because they were also involved in the swindles? Well, but that's what happens, right? And and it's, uh, again, one of these little known facts, but still there's a whole family affair going on here where, uh, like, you would think that it would be a little uncomfortable for, say, like, Maxwell's brother to come out and do the PR campaign that he is clearly doing, uh, you know, out there to try and say, oh, she's being mistreated and this is, uh, you know, payback because they lost Epstein. So they're trying to get her, um, you know, and, and I have a problem with that argument because, frankly, if they would have held and convicted Epstein publicly, uh, it would have been a necessity to go get her anyway. So whether they lost him or didn't, they were going to have to go after her. Uh, it seems to me, unless I'm misreading the situation, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I think so. I think that uh, she was inevitably going to be exposed. So I think that it was very fortunate for a lot of people who were, who were involved in a lot of wrongdoing that he died. Right. Jeffrey Epstein had to die. He had to be dead. 
No, absolutely, because, again, I think uh, a lot of the evidence and some of the bodies might have been buried somewhere, which, by the way, there's a couple of questions in the chat room that uh, they want to ask you about. Okay. One of them I don't necessarily understand, so, you know, if we could clarify the thing about uh, about connections earlier, but uh, this other one here, uh, and, and I don't know about this. This is totally new to me about uh, the possibility of snuff films with Epstein uh, and, and uh, let's see... Does uh, does Mr. Ramsey think Epstein was uh, into making or distributing snuff films for the elites, too, question mark? Or if, he, if he's ever heard of Epstein's links to famous serial killers, question mark? Those two things I don't personally know about. Perhaps uh, Mr. Ramsey has investigated and knows more. I've never heard of anything about the uh, snuff films or real serial killers, but I do know that in Virginia Dufresne's biography, she was taken by Maxwell and Epstein down to the beach at the Petto Island and asked if they would have a baby, that she would have a baby, and then give it to Epstein and Maxwell. So I don't know what they were going to do with that baby. It was Jow of God type stuff from uh, Brazil or something, but that was really kind of creeped me out, that they wanted to have possession of a baby from Virginia Dufresne. No, fair enough. Uh, but there, there's a lot of connections that have been speculated about. And uh, you see, the thing is, when you talk to somebody responsible like uh, William Ramsey, you don't get, well, look, I've heard about this, uh, and therefore it's true. You know, it, it, he's not going based on just uh, hearsay. Uh, we, we always look for some evidence to tie these things together. That's why I keep saying, look, I don't have the connective tissue on a lot of these possibilities. But they are there, uh, and and they are partially there because part of the evidence exists. Like you said, you know, he clearly had ties to people that could have gotten him access to Mossad. He clearly has ties right. to people that could have gotten him access to CIA business one way or another. And that's just two agencies that I can think of. Meanwhile, when you have interactions with uh, various South American governments, I assure you they have intelligence agencies various European concerns that have their own set of intelligence agencies. Um, it is possible that this was a freelance capitalist sort of uh, blackmail and trafficking operation. But then again, maybe it was something that was done in, uh, you know, as commerce with some of these other agencies and governments. Uh, you know, again, with the media concerns there also integrated so that you could control the narrative or distribute things when ready. Because, look, if I had some blackmail material and needed to drop it, wouldn't it help to have, you know, the biggest and also medium names in the media in my Rolodex so I could drop it right away? My threat would be palpable. You know, yes. if I'm just random guy out here, I got to figure out how to contact news agencies and get them to take me seriously. But if people know I've already got them in my pocket one way or another, hey, that makes my claims even stronger. Right, go look at uh, his little black book. I mean, these guys were networked to the nth degree, and they had those numbers that functioned. They knew if they dialed that number, they could talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. Seven or eight, ten numbers to the Trump family, Prince of Wales, just incredible. Just incredible swap of corporate royalty, uh, media people, all over the Henry Kissinger. Political. Big-time power players, yeah. Political, political figures, players. both within the established government structure and quite honestly, sacred cows outside of the governmental structure. You know, not necessarily having President Clinton's number when he was president, but having it when he's, you know, running around doing his Clinton Foundation stuff for sure. But then again, maybe he had it when he was president too. Uh, well, they said he visited Clinton in uh, the White House 17 times. I think that just came out. So oh, that's that was sometime new. between 92 and 2000. Okay, so that's new to me. I'm sorry. So th there you that's go. A, but both. That was new. That's but new both. <laughs> Right? So, I mean, it just keeps coming out, it keeps dripping out, but, uh, yeah. Well, and that's the thing, is as you tie it back to, uh, you know, all these different connections, they're all useful uh, if you're running an operation or if you're being run by an operation. And I think that's the only major question here. Was he the boss, or is he not indeed the head of the very snake that we are talking about here? Uh, and my guess is since he's been eliminated, he is certainly not at the top of the power structure. I agree. I totally agree. He was a front. He was a front. He kind of played the role of the 
sex sex obsessed playboy for those people. That's what they saw in him. And they kind of a fixture or go get it guy like Jeff can get it for you. That's what my thought was. But behind that was something more sinister. Exactly. And and meantime, he could also fix financial things because he had positions with banks. And and make no mistake, he, he certainly had compromising uh, relationships with people that were in control of a lot more money than he even had. Right. So, because that's how that gets done. So anyway, this is how this gets done. We're through the whole hour, and I started a little late, but I want to give you uh, at least a minute here. Tell them again, WilliamRamseyInvestigates.com. I, I have it bookmarked, but I think that's the right web address. That's you, correct. You go and there. Mm-hmm. My investigative journalism broadcast podcast is William Ramsey Investigates as well. You can go to iTunes and see that. I've had a lot of very interesting new guests on a variety of different investigative subjects so people are curious about kind of my inquiries go check out my podcast broadcast at william ramsey investigates right and i urge you to go through his archives because fascinating array of guests uh some of them very specific to areas of interest that i have and some of them outside of my areas of interest that uh look william ramsey and i are not exactly the same person uh, but fascinating, informative uh, people that are literally, you know, got their hands more than wrist deep in a whole lot of circumstances. I know that sounds kind of gross when we're discussing topics like tonight, but I assure you uh, what I was thinking of right then and there is that you've interviewed Cyril Wecht, which I have yes. not done. And he is somebody who is a, uh, a, a, a voluminous resource on the deaths of uh, some very controversial figures and significant individuals ranging from JFK to, uh, well, just about every... John Bonet, I actually found him to be, really, he's one of my favorite guests, and it was one of my favorite interviews because he was very old school, so I actually held up my phone to my microphone and did it like I was a, you know, gumshoe reporter, so he spoke into my microphone. But yeah, I've actually agreed with his opinions on almost every uh, criminal case autopsy that he's been involved with, so I think he's... He's really a special guy. Oh, yeah, and I'm just pointing to one of many great interviews that you've done. Uh, You've interviewed other authors, other broadcasters. As we mentioned earlier, Roberta Glass was just on regarding this uh, case that we are discussing tonight. But uh, I want to thank you once again. You came in last minute here, and I didn't mean to put you in that position. I really wanted to plan out another show with you. But I needed I needed somebody intelligent to discuss this with who uh, actually does the work. And guess what? William Ramsey is that guy. WilliamRamseyInvestigates.com again. And it's also William Ramsey Investigates. Look for it anywhere where podcasts are available. And listen for it on the Ocelli Online Radio Network because we play a show here. And you got to send me that Roberta Glass show. I will. I will do it. I will do it. Anyway, I'll do you- it tonight. Then, then you guys will hear it tomorrow if he sends it to me tonight. That's that. Anyway, the Ocelli Effect is done for tonight. I want to thank William Ramsey for joining me in the second hour. Mike Swanson, author and uh, a guy that has his own website, wallstreetwindow.com, in his own right.